0: We've
1: got to move on to Collector and this is my favorite part of a Monday morning. It's brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoinshop. Shop. You can check them out at Scoinshop.com. We're going to speak to someone this morning called Robbie Carlos. He collects playing cards from various trading card games, and he has tens of thousands of these things. So he is a serious, serious collector, mm. and we'll show you a couple of pictures of those too. Um, he started collecting cards around 2009, but he's only been a serious collector for about eight years. Let's meet the man. Hey, Robbie, how are you?
2: How's it going, everyone? How are you?
1: Nice to see you. Are you laughing because of the conversation we were having before you came on?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, don't worry. It's very, very it, much. So. It's uh, it, this, this, this is what we do every. Morning, uh, this is what we do every morning on the show. I promise you, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing strange about us talking about this weird shit.
2: <laughs> my friends and I thought we had weird conversations. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, Robbie, tell us
1: tell us about your card collection and where it all started.
2: Yeah, so um, like you said, I started collecting in around two thousand and nine. It's the earliest I could throw back my mind to. Mm-hmm. I was uh, vaguely around this time in South Africa. The card, train card game Yu Gi Oh released. Uh, I remember. Leaving class in primary school, going to my mom's car, and she had a packet with her that she just handed to me. It said nothing. She just handed it to me. Yu Gi Oh. Just she re- me- remind me what Yu.
1: Remind me about Yu Gi Oh again. I don't know what that is. Sorry, I'm I'm out of it when it comes to this stuff. So, so you you're gonna have to take me through baby steps on this stuff.
2: That's fine. Um, so Yu-Gi-Oh! is probably, if I'm not mistaken, one of the major uh, Japanese trading card games that mm-hmm. came over uh, to the Western regions. It, it's, uh, it's, it was a TV show that aired on SABC a while back as well. Um, it's a basically a show about a guy who gets possessed by an ancient Egyptian pharaoh to mm-hmm. play... And plays card games, but when he plays the cards, the monsters come to life. Um, so the, the show is wild, do about it. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's like the best, I don't know. It's it's, 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 a, it's a piece of cardboard with art that has information on it. It's so right. not, really, not really much more to say about it, other than that, yeah, it's, it's a strategic card game. Uh, there's, there's quite a few of them. Yu-Gi-Oh is just one of um, so, what we refer to as I like, mean, the big d- d-
1: d- d- Don't get me too much into the reads here, but like how does the game itself work? Sorry. Because have you ever played the game or do you just collect the Ooh. cards?
2: <laughs> so I've been a Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> player for roughly, give me a moment, uh, roughly about, it was in trick when I start, uh, started playing again. Uh, let's say, roughly about eight years as well. So also when I started collecting majorly again. Okay. Um, I then started attempting competitive play, uh, like going to actual tournaments for, like, regional qualification. Wow. uh, Which is where a whole bunch of people get together. We play against each other. And then uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's the top three. Hmm. Uh, No, sorry, sorry. The winner of that qualifier. Stands a chance to go to the international championships, which are like in Germany, Japan. Um, it, it switches every 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 year, so it uh, determines. That's, that's impressive.
1: That's impressive uh, stuff to so play you, against
2: people from around the world.
1: So you're not just some uh, you like uh, amateur who's like buggering around on the sides here. You take this seriously, <laughs> and you obviously know what you're doing. Well... No, this is impressive. No, own it, dude. <laughs> I, lo- I love this. No, no, this is very cool. Um, it, it, you see, uh, for people who don't know what this stuff is, and we'll start with Yu-Gi-Oh!, which, honestly, I didn't know about before. But now yeah. you, you're telling me that this stuff, you know, you can, you can enter tournaments and competitions. You can win things. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can travel the world. I mean, this is pretty wild. This is amazing. I, I'm, I'm I'm, very impressed with this. So, Robbie, how many cards do you reckon you have yeah. all, to- all together in your collection? Because I, I mentioned in the intro t- yes, tens of thousands.
2: So, the reason I told you guys tens of thousands is because I actually can't give you a physical count. Because if I had to have gone to count my, my cards, yeah. it probably would have taken me a month. <laughs> Because I have boxes upon boxes of just cards sitting, like in cupboards, in a shelf, because like, hmm. you don't use every card you own. Right. So in card, in trading card games, you're split into like, I'd say three camps. You've got the collectors, which mm-hmm. they literally just collect the cards, nothing more, nothing less. You've got the player base, which is you actually perform the card game portion of the trading card game. Mm-hmm. And then you, get, um, then you get what's called vendors, which are people that buy the cards and then sell them when they either increase in value right. or they just find a really rare card on the cheap and then flip it for more expensive. So like, those are like the so, three stereotypical hmm. camps. So we know you- I'm a player, so I just bought products
1: <laughs> okay so you don't you don't try to sell any and and you don't really care if you you want to open them up and play with them you don't want to like store them up i mean is there any card there yeah. that you you want is there any card that you've got that you will not use because you know it's too valuable and you'd rather try and sell it someday
2: uh yeah there are there are a lot of cards that i have that are relatively high in price and some of them are I'm waiting on because they're still accruing value. Yeah. Uh, one of the images I sent you guys is like three cards on a table specifically. Yeah. Got it. Over oh, uh, yeah. here, these three cards over here.
1: Okay. Tell us what so these. Tell us what the three these cards are. I'm
2: showing right now are two Digimon. All right. Cool. So I've got two Digimon cards with me and one Yu-Gi-Oh card with me. Mm-hmm. The Yu- and they're all in what's referred to as a top loader. So this is basically a hardened plastic case just to keep the cards uh, from getting damaged in any way, shape, or form. Whether it's by Liquid falling on them, yeah. uh, dust, anything. Nothing's going to happen to these cards as long as they're in here. Uh, the one card is a. Um, okay, This, yeah, this is going to be jargon, so no, no, worry, go on. I'm. No,
1: dude, I'm all ears. We've heard. Believe me, we had a guy on here who collects plastic apes. We had someone on. We had someone on who collects um, like Barbie dolls and 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 uh, Barbie doll clothes. So trust me, this is not weird. You're not the weirdest person. Trust me, you're all good.
2: <laughs> Great, yeah. So the one, um so if anyone's watching on YouTube, the center one, uh, and for the listeners, I'll explain what it is. The center one is in ult- what's referred to as a, uh, an ultimate rare Dark Requiem XYZ Dragon, um, but it's the Japanese printing of the card. The reason I got it was because it's the highest rarity of the card, hmm. and it's uh, one of my- it was one of my favorite cards. It was in a deck that I actually played. Uh, so I just wanted like all the versions of it. So I've got a normal version of it. I've got a super version. I've got a rare version. I've got a secret rare version, and then this is the highest rarity version.
1: So how did you get hold? Um, how did you get hold of that? Did, you, did you buy that? Are, did you buy that online in like an auction, or did you buy it off a website, or did you buy it from a trader? Like, how do you get your hands uh, on something like
2: that? So there are two really good websites you can go to to buy trading cards. One's called uh, TCG Player. And the other one's called Troll and Toad. They are huh. basically market websites where vendors, for example, will go and sell their cards for X amount of value. Okay, uh, You'll purchase them and then they'll be shipped to you. Uh, conversely, you can go to uh, card shops or local game stores, uh, LGSs. Uh, and some of them will have like individual cards for sale that they've opened. Because sometimes a card store will open a box themselves and just separate the cards and sell the individuals instead of selling just the whole box of cards. Okay. Um, so those are a few ways you can buy cards. Otherwise, it's pretty much everyone <clears throat> opening boxes. And then if you don't get something, you trade for someone who did get it. Otherwise, right. you're going to have to buy it.
1: So that first one that you told us about, that middle one, that, uh, that's yes. rather Japanese yeah. version that you've got there. What is that worth? Do you yeah. know?
2: Uh, this thing I bought it I think if I'm not mistaken for one dollar hmm. and I th- it's it's it hasn't accrued much value this 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 thing I think is about five at most but the issue with uh, trading card games is if it's not an old card uh, which then has accrued rarity by virtue of being old and unable mm-hmm. to find now uh, this is where the game aspect comes in. Cards' values are given to them by us, the players, Mm -hmm. um, on the secondary market. So the main company that sells the game just sells the boxes. Don't give a shit about the individual cards. This is the box's value. Go for it. Here's the cards. Uh, The player base gives cards values based on how important they are to the game in its current standpoint. So whatever card is being most used Mm -hmm. in the game currently is the most expensive card now you mentioned if that card for whatever reason falls out of favor it loses that it game,
1: loses value all right so you mentioned digimon is that different to pokemon what's the difference
2: yes so digimon is a new card game that was released in 2020 very bold move by the company i know yeah. <laughs> um and it was distributed throughout uh but unfortunately south africa did not Get, uh, was not on the list to be distributed to. Oh. Um, I have ordered individual cards myself in my personal capacity, and I am slowly with a whole bunch of people from different car shops all over South Africa uh, trying to build the game in the country and get maybe yes. someone to import it in. Uh, okay. And I think it's the game I've spent the most money on ever in my life.
1: How much do you reckon you've spent <laughs> on it? To the degree. How much do you think you've spent on it?
2: Did you one in the last two year, uh last year because I started only at the start of this year
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would wager close on thirty g's. 30,000 Rand now, you you
1: know what, I mean, what else do you, what else do you work for? I mean, this is the, the, you know, this is the funny thing about collectors. And I say this (sighs) as one, and I know Leanne, you've got a little collection of something mash. You might have a collection of something for all we know might be weird. It might be strange. It might be a thing that just (laughs) you care about. But the fact is, this is why we work. I mean, beyond the like basics of like, you have to eat, you have to have a nice warm place to sleep. You have to be able to pay your bills. Beyond that, what else do you have money for if not to collect weird things, things yeah. that interest you? <clears throat> if you've spent 30 grand on your hobby, I don't see anything wrong with that. There's a market for this stuff, and thank God for it because probably yeah. You spending that 30,000 rand has kept a whole bunch of other people in business who can now do all the basics that they need to pay for. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you have family members or friends who look at you, you know, in a strange way because you spend money on stuff like this?
2: Not really, because I've been the oddball for like my whole life. So my family's (laughs) kind of used to it. (laughs) Yeah. But I also kind of, um, I have one uncle who really vouches for me a lot. uh, And the way he and I kind of rationalize it to people is it's very simple. Like a lot of things you collect, sometimes you don't get to use. Um, I use my cards every Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: actually go to a store and I actually play the games. So I actually have usage for the cards that I own. And also there's the aspect of I can resell it later. So those 30 Gs I spent now, for all I know, I could sell one card and make half of that back because that does happen, like cool. insanely that does happen. There was a Pokemon card, uh, it was a uh, Shadowless Charizard, what's well, referred to as a Shadowless Charizard. It's a okay. uh, first edition Charizard card that has a printing error on it. So they, um, the printer didn't print a portion of the artwork, or uh, they it, uh, put the wrong artwork into the printer, I can't remember what the full thing is. But if you have one of those, it can sell for tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) And I think on auction, one sold for something crazy. It was like something mad, like $50,000 or some shit like that. It was crazy. Like it's one of the most expensive cards to have been sold individually by itself.
1: Phenomenal.
2: So if you have something like that or something accrues to that value, you've made what you've lost. Yeah, sure that's how do, I do you do it. you
1: belong to like uh groups on social media uh that that all collect or play or trade yeah
2: well i don't uh, personally personal opinion personal thing i don't partake in social media oh. i have accounts but i don't partake like i don't participate right
1: so you just you, you, um, you're there, a you're there of... but you're not you're, you're not like commenting and leaving yeah. you know you're, you're okay
2: yeah I lurk. I lurk. I don't participate.
1: <laughs> That's all right.
2: Um it's probably safer. There are Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> South Africa, Pokemon South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Digimon South Africa group. Um, there's even trading groups specifically mm-hmm. for if you want to sell and distribute your cards. Um, mostly it's on Facebook, though. So if, you, if you're looking for somewhere to go, anyone in the audience, you can go to Facebook. And if you search any of the card games' names, something will probably pop up.
1: All right. So there's another part of this that has nothing to do with the game the actual playing of the game that has nothing to do with the value of the cards some of it has to do with with the art i mean some of these cards are very very beautifully made i mean there's someone who's spent an enormous amount of time who's been paid to draw paint to create either digitally or otherwise a a beautiful work of art and and each of these cards represents you know like a like a tiny little picture of, of something truly magnificently designed. Yeah. That's part of the reason you collect too, right?
2: Yeah. Some of them even go further. In Yu-Gi-Oh! There's a, a series of cards called um, Albaz and the Dogmatica Story because they're a series of individual cards that each do their own thing. But in the artworks of the cards, you can see as they release a new one a sort of story unfolding. They don't disclose like a full, like, here's what the story is. Mm -hmm. But if you put cards next to each other in a certain order, you start to see an order of things happening in the artworks. Like, oh, here's a battle. And then all of a sudden you see a person on the floor defeated with someone standing on top of them. And if you look in the previous card, you see the two fighting on a, uh, a battleship, for instance. So, like... If you certain games do weave card artwork into each other to form like this undisclosed story, kind of like an Easter egg for mm. the, the player base to kind of slap together and find. So we put the puzzle together, they just provide the pieces. And for me, that's amazing. Like I love it when, uh, when a game, uh, when a certain series of cards does that. For me I like to collect those ones cuz I'm just like I have the full storyline. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like it when so I have like the whole You, you like also you picture you've, to paint.
1: you've got enough cards now that you've collected these albums that you can actually display them in which helps too because then you can, you know, you can look at them, you can show oh, them yeah, off, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. protected under the the plastic. They're not in those hard plastic cases that the very expensive ones would be in, but this yeah. is this is pretty cool because then you can display them, you've got them organized, filed neatly, you can put them away, you know where everything is. Yeah. Um, because there are obviously boxes and boxes, as you said, of cards that you still haven't sorted out, that you haven't got a place for. So it's nice to see that some of them are sorted out like this. How do you decide which ones go in the files?
0: Yes.
2: Um, So uh, the viewers, unfortunately, the listeners won't be able to see it, but uh, for the binder on the far left, Mm -hmm. uh, the bottom of the screen, that is my most – that's my Digimon binder. That entire binder is Digimon. It's 31 pages of – 18 pockets with two cards in each pocket. So sure. if someone wants to do the math, they can go for it. No. But that binder you- alo- this binder alone is probably also like thousands of cards. <clears throat>
1: is it possible to collect them all or do you reach, do they keep on bringing out new cards so it's never possible for you to catch up and actually have the whole lot?
2: Probably not possible if you're jumping into a game that's been like long established because then there's too much that is gone And also, the older it is, the more expensive it gets. So it's not like you'll be able to just buy the individual cards because one card alone might break the bank. So it's only really possible if you've.
1: No. Leanne and and Mesh, do you.
2: Started with the game and continually collected with it.
1: Leanne and Mesh, do you even understand what we've been talking about Robbie and I because of course I know I know all about Digimon and Pokemon and you know Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff I know all of this but but clearly I feel like we're leaving I, we're leaving you two out I feel like you also, don't know what we're talking about here <laughs> it's a high level conversation just Robbie and I can understand Feel
0: free to jump in with questions <laughs> No I actually know exactly what Robbie's talking about mm. um but I do oh, just yes. have one question what is the difference between um, Digimon, Digimon, um, Yo-Gi-Oh, um, what is You, yeah, you see, of you of don't it. know a damn I'm thing, Mesh. Right. You don't
1: know anything. <laughs> you try and embarrass- he's very so embarrassing they're, they're himself. All... He doesn't know what he's talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fine. It's, it's a standard first question for someone wanting to get into trading card games. Uh, they're all separate games, so they're all different collections. A lot of them are based off... Um, a lot of card games start off TV shows, so, mm. like uh, uh, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, and I know, went on ABC. Yes. I think Digimon first was on Fox Kids. Mm. If anyone in SA remembers that, throwback. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so they normally start out as TV shows, and then someone has the idea to build their a, own a uniqueness to them. But you'll you'll standard- Find
0: similarities
2: between yeah. All right, very if anyone remembers the theme song, uh, um, but yeah, all the games kind of like these are tried and true kind of rules.
1: Uh, wow, Leanne, uh, I know you've got you've just started yeah. your collection, so would you like some tips <laughs> on, on how to move forward from? Listen, I,
0: I, I was definitely one of those kids who, um, you know, we used to play that game where you tap the card with your hand to try and flip it over and win it. I mean, in those days, it was was it the the tiger cats or whatever they were called? Um, Oh, the Thundercats! Thundercats, Thank you. Um, And I certainly beat some of the older boys at the school, so I was quite into that. But I think at some point for me, because I I I do have this tendency to become hyper obsessed with things once Mm -hmm. I found out about them, yeah, and I'll want to research everything on them. um, That I've had to. Um, edit how much i 'm willing to take in, so anything that 's sort of animated or fantasy i 've kind of put in a box and said okay don 't go down that route because <laughs> otherwise you won 't have any time of your day left so it is it, it, and the same goes for things like um coffee you know becoming involved in coffee
1: beans and percolating and all the rest of it. Oh, so don't lie. That's, you're unfortunately, you're, you're into all of this shit. Out. You're just pretending. You think you're too cool. Carl says, uh, you know what? MASH starts the show by <laughs> lying about being a Banyana Banyana fan, and he ends the show lying about Digimon like he's pretending catered deployment. I agree. MASH, you've got to stop, uh, stop bullshitting us, man. We can see through your lies, the <laughs> lies and the lies. And I mean, look at Robbie. He's not convinced by any of your bullshit. That's just no, sure that. <laughs> So Robbie, what's your what's your um what's your day job? Like what do you do? Yeah.
2: I, so I'm a graphic designer for Comic-Con Africa. So Amazing. Know, oh, wow. You can kind of maybe see where the influence came from for my job. <laughs> all right. So, so does all of this stuff I've always been the does, cartoon guy.
1: does all of this fit into like the whole Comic-Con thing? I mean, is, is Comic-Con – is this part of what, yeah. what you guys do at Comic-Con? Because that's pretty wild then because then you're working in the perfect uh, field. This is exactly yeah. what you should be doing.
2: Yeah. It's the greatest nerd job in the world. Yeah, we have, um, we <laughs> have a tabletop zone at Comic-Con every year where people can go and play the games or learn to play the games. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn to play some of the games I've mentioned, you can go to Comic-Con and there'll be an area specifically dedicated to teaching. Amazing. So That's learning if is you so ever want to learn how to play mm-hmm. Pokemon, come on down.
1: Right.
0: But it's wow. it's so daunting to even consider trying something like this. You know, I'd be petrified of someone who'd been in the game for years laughing at a mistake that I'd made. So that's really cool that there's a learning opportunity. So,
2: so, the community tends to be very welcoming to new players. Like I can tell, like it doesn't matter which community, we tend to be very welcoming because the issue with a lot of card games is we're an aging we're an aging um, uh, hobby because we started when the, they launched and we just kept going and the game has gone progressive. The games have gone progressively harder as they've gotten older because obviously you can't do the same thing all the time. Sure. You have to mix it up. So they've made the game harder the rules get longer it's harder to teach someone so when someone does approach us majority of gamers will open arms like i've handed people cards and they've been like cool how much do i owe you i'm like just take the cards start your collection Mm -hmm. get going Mm -hmm. come every weekend learn to play you don't have to pay for the tournament and play yourself just watch us play ask us questions and we'll go that's nice. Most card shops are very welcoming, in that sense. And and, and is it a huge... Yeah. And is, it,
1: is it a big community in South Africa? Sorry, Mash. Is, are there a lot of people
2: involved? I guess. So uh, Magic is probably one of the biggest because it's the oldest-running Western card game. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of people that do that. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! is, I would say, a really close contending second, like for that first-place spot. Because, um, for instance, we had that regional qualifier I spoke about earlier mm-hmm. where they could earn the right to go to the world championships we had a 100 i think it was 121 man tournaments uh two months ago that was in Joburg, and then there was another one in cape town another one in i think durban as well right um also 100 man tournaments all people vying for a spot so yeah there's plenty of us around we're just very quiet on the table just playing with cardboard I love <laughs> so. it. We're not making a lot of noise.
1: No, dude. I love this stuff. I, I, this is uh, this is my favorite thing because you talk to someone who's passionate about something. You talk to someone who really loves something. It just it feels to me like it's infectious, even if it's something you don't know anything about. like I could, I, I, I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm like, it's a world I know nothing about. And when I hear you talk about it, it just makes me excited because – I'm i I get excited about stuff that nobody else cares about, right? So it shows you that you're not alone in this world.
2: I'm hmm. happy. Like if if it gets people interested, it's all sure. that it's like really. Like if you enjoy hmm. it, you enjoy it. If you don't like it, it's hmm. fine. Thank you for trying and if you ever reconsider, come on back.
1: You wanted to hmm. ask something, Mash? Nothing I interrupted more, you. More, yeah. Sorry.
0: Yes. Sorry about that. Um, you are not going to lie. You're me, not going to lie
1: again and say that you've got all these Yogi, <laughs> y- Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: cards that you've got. Uh, gonna... shame. I have the whole collection. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, I just wanted to find out. So, if I want to yeah. get into this now, is it a must for me to actually watch the TV shows to watch Digimon, Yu Gi oh and Pokemon, or can I just jump straight into it?
2: You can just jump into the, straight into the game. So, all the shows have done is show you characters. That the cards embody like you don't need to know any of the characters to read the card and know what it does within the game so it's not a prerequisite to have watched all the shows because if that were the case there would be even less players <laughs> <laughs> so you, you could just show up to a shop learn how to play the game and just start playing the game if you don't know a character then people will just tell you oh it's from this series of the season of the show like it's not necessary though. Hmm. Oh, well
1: sweet I, I love that you've been able to share this uh, with us because I'm, I'm sure that there are lots of people who are involved. And if you're not involved in this community, it sounds like it's very welcoming and very friendly. It sounds like a fun thing to do. Um, and, and it's also, it doesn't matter how extroverted or introverted you are. There's a place for you and your collections. I like that you shared it with us this morning. Robbie, it's very cool to meet you. Oh,
2: thanks for having me. Thanks. No, it's cool to meet all of you too. you for having me.
1: <laughs> all right, man. Nice to see you and we'll hopefully catch up soon. All right, cool. Cool. There he is. That's Robbie Carlos and his collection of cards. Tens of thousands of cards. Whew. I, um, I, I think wow. it, <laughs> we've discussed this on the show before, but there's a there's a line between like, collecting and hoarding. And sometimes I feel like I'm on mm. this side of the line, and sometimes I feel like I'm on that side of the line with stuff that I'm collecting. But um, at least with cards, they don't take up a huge amount of space. Like they're this thin, and you yeah. put them in boxes, and you know, if you've got stuff that takes up a lot more space or it's heavy or whatever, that's a bit of a problem, especially like when you're running Yeah, like airplanes and cars. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, cars. You need a lot of space to collect. Those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, if you know anyone who has a cool collection, well, then let us know about it, because um, we are coming to a close soon with Collectormania. But we would like to know if there are any other great collections in South Africa so we can keep it going. Maybe there's a season two in the works. And um, we'll have to see how that goes. The mm-hmm. South African Gold Coin Exchange are the people who bring you Collectomania, as well as the Coin Shop, go and check them out today at scoinshop.com. dot com. That's CoinShop with an S at the front of it.com. Scoinshop dot com. All right, that's all we got time for today in Collectomania. And we would like to hear from you if you've got any feedback on the show, anything you'd like to hear more of, anything you'd like us to do, any people you'd like us to talk to, let us know and we'll talk to you on uh, contact at cliffcentral.com or you can message us during the show and we respond to as many of those as we can. The emails, you'll always get a response. Thanks to uh, Robbie for sharing his collection with us. Cliffcentral.com.